0: I already gave you permission. We ready.
1: All right. Oh, we're rolling right now. Okay. Welcome, everyone, to episode three of the Donuts Do Podcast. I'm your host, Carson, with Ryan, Braden, and special guest, Fletch. What's up, Fletch? What's, What's up, Fletch? Up? Uh, Fletch is a very good friend of mine. We staffed together at Alpine uh, Summer Camp in Switzerland last summer. It was a
2: fun three weeks. A uh, little bit of – Fletch, go ahead and introduce yourself. Um, my actual name is Will, if you care to know that. Um, <laughs> Sorry. I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm actually going to school to be a music teacher – um i am a lover of all things musicals and the outdoors and yeah i'm a bartender by night as well and fletch is definitely the best bartender i've
1: met you can throw nice. down some drinks so before we kick off in tonight i wanna i wanna announce that we've had a simp lately had a simp and it's it's hurting us brayden why did not why did not you announce to the bro court about the simpingness you've done lately As you're sitting there chewing no, it, I you don't want to say anything.
3: Or shall we do it for you? I haven't done any such thing.
1: You have done such sim- simping.
3: All right, all right, right. Let's, let's, let's no. the viewers, will go. Are you, you can't call me a simp if I get stuff in return.
1: Yeah, but you're being a simp when you're not being with the boys, you know? So. Faking on the boys. Let, let me start out with the first one, right? So Ryan right. has seen me twice since this whole corn thing stuff's happened. He's seen me twice. How many times have you seen me since this whole quarantine stuff has happened? How many times? Zero. That's a zero, ladies and gentlemen. He's not saying anything because he's ashamed of himself right now.
3: So Ryan
0: Ryan doesn't have a significant other.
1: Neither do I. That doesn't matter. It's all about the
0: boys. Okay, okay. I want to point out something, though. When I did have a significant other, I still made plenty of time for the boys to go and party and stuff. He did well there.
1: Here, and we have a third-party person who can, who can listen to this and then have a judgment call at the end. Mm. So, Brian, seen me twice since quarantine happened. You said, hey, I'm going to be in Rhode Island from these states to these states. I'm hanging out with my girlfriend. Okay, check. And you said, maybe we'll be able to hang out one day. Actually, you said we'll hang out one day, and then it switched to maybe. So, it was okay. That didn't happen, ladies and gentlemen. That never came to fruition. My man's – anytime I was like, hey, it, any chance we're going to be able to hang out? I don't know, I don't man. Really, don't pretty, really really- oh, 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 Wait. It will be your turn to rebuttal soon. Your turn soon. So we never got to, right? And then so this this man, Braden, has to before our summer training, we have to like quarantine for two weeks within New England, right? And so our, the plan was, he was like, Hey, I'll come for two I'll come for the full two weeks, man. And I had stuff planned. This never week, said that. Oh well yes, you did before no, you met your
3: girlfriend. I never said so. Your time weeks. to
1: rebuttal. Your time to rebuttal is not now. He said before he met his girlfriend. Hey Straight man, advice. two weeks man I'll be able to hang out with you okay,
3: Never cool. Said that.
1: okay cool we can plan stuff I had stuff planned for two weeks and then when I talked to him afterwards and I was like hey so what's your plan he said well actually I guess I'm going to spend a week now with my girlfriends I was like oh okay fine just wait until the last minute then and come visit no 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 he said we'll, we'll hang out and stuff but the fact though he is now not only once said no to the boy but two said no to the boys he is he's simping a bit when, when he's choosing not even to spend any sort of time with the boys. Now, Ryan's seen me twice. Ryan has chose the boys multiple times. Even when he was in a relationship, he found out how to balance between the boys and between the girl, which is totally mm. understandable. Mm. Now, I rest my case, Your Honor. Brayden, you now have the floor.
3: First of all, I couldn't see you. Actually, I didn't want to see you. When That's even just,
2: that, let, me uh, let me finish.
3: Let me finish. He said, "I didn't want to see you." Mm. Let me finish. When I was with Sam the first time, you had just came back from Florida, which I'm not saying anything. I'm just saying Florida had a spike in COVID, and I'm just trying to be careful. You know, so, so it was nothing personal. Nothing personal. All right, but there's that. Also. I was living with Sam's family, right? And with the whole COVID situation going on, I didn't want to, you know, come into contact with anybody who had recently been in Florida. All right. There's the first thing. Are you on mute? Because...
1: No, no, I'm not. I'm, I'm I'm, listening to this. I'm just making faces.
3: <laughs> oh, oh <laughs> okay. <laughs> Anyways, what was I going to say? The next thing, I never said I would spend the whole two weeks... At your house. Never said it. What I I said was... What I I said was... What I said was... Colonel Jones told me I had to do the two-week quarantine. And I said... I said, yeah, I have to do the two-week quarantine. And then you said, so you're coming here? And I said, yes. But I never said for the whole two weeks. You You said yes. You can't call me a simp. This is fake news.
0: We can call you a simp just on the assumption of before you dated the ever-lovely Sam. Every weekend. Morrison never even got to see this version of Braden. Out with the boys every weekend partying. And then as soon as he meets Sam, he's like, What's partying? I'm just gonna sit in bed and watch Netflix.
1: I feel really cheated after I found this out. All right. I feel cheated.
0: You
3: can't I was underestimate you, you can't underestimate a night of Netflix and chill. You just can't.
0: But you have to There's balance it. You have to balance it out. There is no balance. That's funny, balance. We do
1: not there deal in absolutes, man. We're not the Sith. Don't deal in absolutes.
2: Okay, I've given my side. Braden's given your side. Now, now, Fletch, as the third party, would you care weigh in onto this? So I completely understand Braden's uh, concern about the COVID situation. I mean, because Florida is a mess. It is. Um.
3: Big bad.
2: It a quick is. side note: He never expressed that though to
1: me until afterwards.
3: So. Oh. Mm. Mm. Okay. You want to you want to split hairs? I'm oh, just
1: I, yeah. I'm saying I'm just I'm just saying it wasn't until after you left where you were like
2: oh man I didn't want to because you came back from Florida if you oh, said sorry, that, no, no, that, I didn't say that sorry okay. sorry. However, it does seem like that the girl is picked more often over the boys, thus in line with Simp Nation. So I mean you are pretty much simping. It's not a full 100%, but it, it's like 85-90%. <laughs> thank
0: you. Thing? That's the words we've been waiting for from an outside party. <laughs> thank you, thank you,
1: thank you. Honor, I rest my case. Your Honor, I
0: rest my case. Of you not is no not simp
3: if you're in a relationship.
0: You would know, really, no. simp in a relationship. If you don't make time for the boys. I have plenty of time with the boys. Oh, oh not at night
1: well okay so, so 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 braden you brought up the point where you said you can't simp in a relationship because right. you're doing something right. but in simping nation and in, in the encompassment of being a simp it is also failing to spend time or and or make time for the boys that falls under simping when you're in a relationship would, would i be incorrect in to assume that i would agree with that thank you
3: fair point but I, here's the thing i do make time for the boys here's why at pc i literally lived with mark and nico
0: that's different you lived with them that is like an entirely different concept
1: yeah and, and and at pc it's all male and all female freshman dorms so that's 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 not even your choice that's like that's the campus's choice and saying hey and even at 2 a.m when they have those parietals where they have to kick all the girls out like that's not your choice like you had no choice you well, just stop this? yeah you, you couldn't stop that and it just so happened we planned stuff, and you went along with it. But in reality, how many times did you really plan for the boys? How many times did you really make time for the boys?
3: Huh?
0: Anyways.
1: Oh! Oh. He's
0: got to, to move on. He has to defense. He is guilty.
1: I rest my case. Mm-hmm. I rest my case.
3: Whatever. Everything that has to be said has been said <laughs> it's up to those it's up to the powers that be to decide
1: wow all right well,
0: and, well powers he, to be and he just said you guilty and he, he said 85 <laughs> percent guilty but you know that you know that means guilty well let's face it we're going we're going to deal in absolutes here guilty i'm on the podcast
1: you must have quit
0: hey i'm on the podcast it's for the football today Okay, what do you do the other six nights? Have you ever been on Warzone with the boys within the past week? No. Ooh. Ooh. I, don't like I don't like playing squads, dude. Yeah, but you can play with the boys. We're in it for fun. It's all about the boys. The boys? Know. Know what the boys? I
1: know with the boys – a fun thing that the boys can do is go get tattoos together, and Brayden has had, is now part of the tattoo gang. Hey yeah tell, 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 tell me about your experience Look, poor ryan won't know what it's like to experience a tattoo for a while but i mm. i have, uh, I have, I I have two flesh. Wait, you got three i have Ten. ten oh, oh. <laughs> you have all those small ones on your back that's Sweet, right dude. yeah so you yeah. got ten and he's you got it on your spine right mm-hmm. yeah which i got one on my left shoulder blade so i couldn't even imagine with the spine because when he got close to my back, it was it was
2: a little sensitive. So, like, I don't know, the spine and the back hurt. It just, like, felt like somebody was just clawing okay my skin. Yeah, I, I, I can agree with that. Hmm. And then Brayden, he got his first
1: tattoo. You got a um, left bicep, right?
3: Yep. Left bicep. Got my first one. It says it's Latin for Divine Providence because I'm Catholic and believe in God. So, I got, it's Providentia Divina. And then up here, you, can't really, you guys can't really see it, but it's a uh, –
1: You can't see it at all. It's a podcast.
3: Uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like, for all the mo- weird motions we make, they can't see anything. None of with, this. It's a torch
3: with a flame that kind of wraps up on, on the top of my bicep there. So, yeah, it's my first one.
1: What would you think of it? Like your whole tattoo experience from beginning to end and to like now afterwards as it's healing. Like what, what's your thoughts on it?
3: It was a really great experience, honestly. I was lucky to get get it with an artist that specialized in lettering and he was really cool. He let me like design it and all this stuff. And it was a really great experience. I was like super nervous my first first time like walking in and everything, but he made it really enjoyable. So I actually want to go back to him and get more just because uh, it was like such a fun experience
1: excuse me yeah i definitely agree like especially getting your first one done like i remember i wasn't necessarily nervous i was more excited more than anything to get my first one done mine was on my back um so you know but when, when he got close into my spine it, it covers up my entire left shoulder blade so when he got close to my spine i felt it in my feet a bit but um
2: fletch what about you what was your first and what was your experience like my first one was on my right calf and um this guy he's a masonic brother and he did a very great line work. And um, it didn't hurt at all because thank you to eight years of marching band. My calves are all muscle. So <laughs> it didn't really hurt except where the knee and the calf kind of connect. And there's all those nerve endings. Oh yeah. Because uh, it's a dream catcher compass combo. So it, he was uh, lettering the end for North and that's what that's what hurt. Um, I actually ended up passing out during my first tattoo. <laughs> it was actually afterwards um because I didn't eat before I went and got my tattoo so it was like two hours of giving blood and I remember talking with the artist and then all of a sudden I was on the floor um so that was fun I was late to work that day and had a great time explaining that to my manager (laughs) um but I mean otherwise it was a great experience I mean obviously I went on to get nine more so yeah didn't scar me for life (laughs) I
1: feel that I I got I got my second one I got about a year ago and I've been wanting to get a lot more. And like I had some stuff planned with my artists before COVID mm-hmm. and obviously everything hit. And, but I have one planned for afterwards and it's going to be in a play half sleeve. So
2: I got, I got my 10th tattoo within three days of Illinois shutting down. Oh man! man. Like three days, right. In, right. And I was like, yes, could have planned it any better. <laughs> oh, I'm so happy. Now they got now now some like out here
1: in Rhode Island anyways they have some shops that are walk in now so I'm about ready to walk in and get uh, an inside joke that that we know Shalom <laughs> yes. right
3: here yes.
2: so
1: so the, the the joke with the Shalom tat was at Alpine where we staffed we had this one guy his name is Mikey his dad was stationed in Israel and so he went to visit him and he learned some some what is it, Yiddish Hebrew Israeli I don't know oh, Hebrew, Hebrew yeah he learned, he learned some Hebrew, and so he was, like, saying his favorite one was shalom, which is, like, greetings, hello, and stuff. Yeah. So the entire time at camp, we were just, ah, shalom. And it was really funny because one of the guys on staff, Jason, was actually Jewish. So he was like, dude, that's really funny. And he actually had shalom tatted on, I don't remember if it was left or right, like right above his knee. So then Mikey got it tatted right over his chest. One of our other friends, I don't know if you know, India got it tatted right here.
2: Like, I think I right, so, yeah. right
1: um, at the crease of the arm, and I want to get—I was going to get shalom tatted uh, right, like below my wrist on my right hand, so I can wave and be like, "Ah, shalom," and I can wave shalom at people. So, I hate you. <laughs> shalom. <laughs> shalom, I hate you. <laughs> the visual representation is beautiful. No. So, and then now, Ryan, what's your what's your whole thought process on tats, man? Tell us about it. I
0: mean. You know I do want to get them. We're just waiting for the right moment because my mother will shoot me. The tattoo. For lack of a of but I think you've already know like the one I want for my first one. Yeah. You've seen that design plenty of times.
1: Yeah. I, Explain you, it for the audience for who, who don't know.
0: Well, let's give a photo for reference for Fletch. So, and of course, it's a band. It's like a music duo. Most people probably haven't heard of them, but describe it. It's essentially this gas mask. And, you know, think of like what do you think of gas mask? You got the two squirts sticking out the ends, you know, the filters or whatever. And a little gray right here, but the top of it is like the, it's not, you know, usual top. It's kind of cut out, you know, it's got that orange peel look cause it's based on the logo of the band. And of course I want most of it actually colored orange. Fletch for reference here is the idea.
2: Okay. Okay, yeah, okay.
1: Cool, and the audience is trying to imagine it right
0: now. <laughs> imagine, hey, you know what? We have that Instagram. We'll show the ideas to the audience what we were talking about.
1: I guess you're you're right. You're right.
0: Where are we gonna get it? I'm. Um, I don't know there yet. We're we're not. We're not because it's not for the foreseeable future. We're still. Why not? We're not there yet. He's wait Can't commissioning for sure. Okay. Wait, I, okay. I told you at least one for commissioning. One for commissioning. One break.
1: I'm saying, Braden. so Braden, now that he has his first tattoo, he's like, he's like a kid whose first time has ever gone skydiving, where he just wants to keep going. That was me. I, I, and I don't, I don't disagree with him on that. It's just, I, if,
2: if I had it my way, I would have two full sleeves at this point, but I just don't have the monetary funds (laughs) to get two full sleeves. There was a four month window between my first and second tattoos. Yeah. I got my first one in February and my second one in June, like, or July, so absolutely no shame in it. I was I was right there. No, I agree. It's, but, but now
1: he's like, man, more tattoos, more tattoos. I totally agree with him. But the thing between me and Braden though, is the the difference built is that he's like, well, I kind of want to design where me, I would literally walk in and be like, what you got? Like, my second tattoo was a walk-in, like, hey, I just want a tattoo. And she's like, what kind of bands are you into? And I was like, I listen to all emo metal punk bands. And she's like, falling in reverse. I was like, yep. She goes, Rose of the Skull. And I was like, bet that is legitimately how it happened too.
0: no see i'm more with brayden i want like a long thought-out process like if i'm gonna get it there's gonna be some sort of meeting behind it
3: yeah like it took me a whole year
0: it took you a whole year to plan this out the font the script the placing of the torch right went over this for a while
3: yeah and i think it'll come faster but i like to definitely like today i was just on microsoft word like like copy pasting um pictures together and switch them around and like designing, designing like things that I like and stuff. So.
0: I'm not going to fool around with any ideas until I get that first one done.
3: Yeah, that's fair. Same. I like, I knew, I knew what I wanted for my first one. So I had this in my mind for a long time. And better done. Whether it's better or on
0: a pack.
2: My 10th tattoo was kind of a more of a generic one. It's, I have a treble clef and bass clef kind of together on my right wrist here and so that was kind of like my generic one to get all my other ones have been thought out but definitely not a year planned yeah but they've been a little more thought out so that they're more personable for me yeah. I, I i do like though you know when you said
1: 10 i was like that's right um all your different puzzle pieces of all the different flags you've been to i think that's
2: a cool one still i need to add four more <laughs> do you have switzerland on there i do have switzerland okay okay cool 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 that's all that matters so exactly all right uh
1: you know, as we're talking about tattoos, um, moving on into, to movie genres. You know, I, I, we, we kind of talked about some movie genres. I'm a big movie guy. I don't know if you guys know that. But I'm a huge, like, like I write scripts. Like, me and Ryan were writing a script the other day for a movie that, or a show we want to make, you know. Rough. That, was, that,
2: just, that was funny.
1: That was, it was rough. Oh, dude, straight up in, in this cast description we have, like, description of, of the cast we want, and one of them is the girl next door type. That is legitimately oh what we have as casting.
0: Oh, my God. No, but it's like grown-up type, but hot, nerdy, straight out of a porno.
1: It's <laughs> legitimately what we wrote in the list for casting. And no, oh it's not no. a porno, but... Um, okay, so but
0: know. when you think of it, it's literally, that's like the scenario. Think about how many porno videos have that exact scenario.
1: I mean, yeah, I guess I guess you're kind of right. But this is a show that we've been trying to do. It's a high school, like, movie trope. A show, right? Not a movie, but it's a show because a lot of character development so a lot of movie tropes are gonna be in there like the classic John Hughes teen movie tropes the early 2000s movie tropes of the teen teen movie stuff like that Mm -hmm. so and for me I'm a I'm a big movie buff and and I took a film class uh when I was in Washington at Olympic College and I, I can't watch movies the same ever again okay so for me it's like when I when I look at movies now, it's like I have to. I think about, man, how did they shoot that? How did they write this into the script? What did they say for the script? How did how did they really shoot this? You know, stuff like that. So for me, like my favorite, my favorite type of genre of movies is those classic eighties, late eighties, early nineties, like movies. Like the Breakfast Club. Yeah. 100 percent. Hundred percent. but even including that, like Top Gun. Like <laughs> my, my favorite movie from the eighties, hands down, is Say Anything. Okay. Yeah. Right. So, like, th- like those are my kind of genre of movies because they're super simple. They're 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 a nice like, they're a nice fall in the pot. But it's like, like, Saint Elmo's Fire is a movie that I relate to a lot now. Um, especially lo- like a year and a half ago, I related a lot to the idea of, of sep- like growing apart from friends that you had for four years. Now those guys graduated college. I graduated high school. A little bit different in the sense of like those guys had life and stuff, but still like you know all my friends all enlisted like we all enlisted and we all left each other right like all of us were all of us like went on our separate paths and we ended up growing apart so like for me breakfast club was it it was a lot to me because it showed this really close group of friends that had falling outs and you know that's kind of like life so for me like those kind of movies the the super impactful like um stereotypes but also like um things that happen that people don't talk about you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like like that, like St. Elmo's Fire, when those people grew apart, like everyone goes through something like that, but they don't talk about that. You know what I'm saying? So it, as we're talking about movie genres,
2: Fletch, you're a music guy. I'm assuming musicals are your favorite movie genres or? Um, I'm always here for a good musical as long as, they, as the film adaptation is done correctly. Because a lot of the film adaptations are obviously from the staged versions. So I'm always, if it's a good adaptation, I'm here for it. Um, There are some things where the producers kind of change it around because sometimes it just doesn't fit in the movie. Or if it's like done live, like NBC does the live musicals, kind of like a one take. This is what's going to happen in the next like two hours. Um, So sometimes that, sometimes I'm like, okay, well, that kind of takes away from it. Uh, But I also love good comedies, like really good comedies like the other guys Talladega Nights. okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> like airplane like the stupid comedies have Just... you seen um good boys no i haven't that is that's
1: it's a great comedy so you know you talk about the adaptations what what would you use as your scale between like this is a good musical or this is a bad musical like if somebody's like hey what's this
2: musical and you're like between which which movie and which movie would you rate it um so i mean now any more a lot of the musicals are just being filmed like as they're on stage while performing. So there's really no, like it deviated off the book, but like, you know, there was a true, true adaptation of like Hairspray and Jesus Christ Superstar and Phantom of the Opera, um, where it was that stage brought to movie. Um, I think Phantom of the Opera was very well done. Um, however, I think it's a little too long to be a movie. It's almost three hours long um just because a musical is so long yeah because um, it's modeled after a true opera like it's supposed to be an opera yeah um but like jesus christ superstar was done fairly well in my opinion um hairspray i think it was pretty good there were some parts left out in the movie that's on the stage scene or on the, in the stage version um like th- uh, there was a uh, a scene where tracy's actually in jail and she has a whole song while she's in jail after being arrested for being at the protests mm. and walking with uh, everybody are you talking about the 80s one or are you talking about the the 2000s hairspray one 2000s okay the one with um queen latifah yeah and uh, amanda Bynes. she was penny yep yep and uh yeah i'm like alec baldwin oh, no no um
1: not alec baldwin zach efron wasn't it yeah no i'm trying to think what's his name he played the mom oh um he was in drag yes i uh, was it john travolta yes yeah john travolta yes john travolta <laughs> yeah because it's set in baltimore like they filmed it in baltimore
2: oh yeah yeah um so you know i think everybody sh- obviously if you have the money to do so go see a real show um i know like you know see the touring companies those are gonna be a lot cheaper than obviously going up to new york city and getting a broadway show yeah um because those tickets are expensive. Um, But do do your research and just kind of see, a lot of these musicals are based on books as well. Um, Like Phantom of the Opera has a book, like a true book that was written, and it's literally titled The Phantom of the Opera, but in French, because that's where it takes place, is in France. Um, So I would say just kind of do your research and always listen to the albums, because the albums are good too. Would you say Les Mis is the worst one?
1: These I feel like that's a very touchy subject within your community between those two. Because I, I mean, watched it and I was like, okay, like I get it, but like I didn't. You know I mean, what I'm saying?
2: The movie, the movie version of Is, and I'm gonna base it off. I don't know if there's been more than one, but the most recent one with Anne Hathaway and Hugh Jackman. Um, that one was enjoyable. That was enjoyable. I could watch it. However. I love the stage version, period. I will yeah. always watch the stage version. During the movie version, I felt bad because I kind of fell asleep at some point through it. <laughs> um, I don't know if it's because I've seen Les Mis so many times, but whatever. Um, but I, I truly enjoy the stage version more. Okay. That's,
1: that's, that's really interesting. I, I've never, you know, for me, like, not being a music person, like, musicals, like, I'm used to watching, like, Hercules,
2: <laughs> the good old Disney musicals. Yes, yes.
1: those those kinds. So it was like you know, like Hamilton being on Disney Plus. Like oh. I wanna watch it because, you know, I learned about Hamilton and, and US history and especially in um, you know, I just got done with a actual US history class in college, which a US history class in high school and college, like is just oh two different horses pretty much. Like Oh absolutely. Like I like I enjoyed my US history class in high school, but I learned more in my US history class in college than I did in high school because
2: history teachers in high schools have watered down versions of history yeah and have restrictions and what they can say and what they can teach yeah in college they
1: just don't care like my american history class was from uh 1637 to the civil war okay so literally the best parts of history right, yeah. in american history where you can't water that down so i learned about hamilton and and i learned you know i learned a bit about the history about the founding fathers and about hamilton and what surrounded that and so when I saw Hamilton was on, I remember when it came out and all
2: the rage about
0: it. And then it came on Disney+. I, Plus. I
2: stayed up till midnight and watched it at midnight on, that, on Friday, July 3rd, because I was so excited. <laughs> yeah. like,
0: I don't think every musical theater person stayed up.
2: Oh, absolutely.
0: I can vouch for it because I did it all throughout high school. Kid you not, freshman year, fall production, lo and behold, every pre-show, without a doubt, in those dressing rooms, Hamilton was playing nonstop.
2: <laughs> non-stop anyway that's <laughs> anyway um you gotta go with you gotta go um, um, yeah no there there was a tiktok floating around for a hot second that was like people waking up on july 3rd and starting disney plus to watch hamilton and there was like duetted by like this group of musical theater kids who are it's midnight they're dark sitting in a room on the laptop like refreshing the browser for when it first came out <laughs> yeah. and they're like you're not a true theater kid like no you didn't stay up for this um no, i love hamilton so much i definitely was one of the those like you know when the album was released that was the only thing i listened to for like three four months my my summer camp staff that uh here in illinois i mean that's all we sang in passing with each other throughout the summer of 2016 um and we worked with the younger kids so we had to change some of the lyrics around yeah um so, you know, that was that was also kind of fun, is the game of what lyrics could you change and still make it, like, uh, recognizable as to what you're singing. Yeah. Um, but no, I love Hamilton. There are some historical inaccuracies, but I'm willing to overlook it because the production is amazing. I find new things every time I watch it. I've seen it five times and I'm willing to watch it for a six. And I find something different in lyrics in staging and choreography, like, da, kiss love it. I haven't
1: watched it yet, but I, I plan on it. Oh, I'm gonna make you watch it. Okay, so tonight's gonna be your sixth watching. It for like exactly.
3: You got yeah, even, even for me, like, I'm not a huge musical guy. Like, I've always, I've seen a few. um I like to go to um, certain plays and stuff, but. Um, not like huge into musicals or plays, but I really liked Hamilton. I just thought the one thing I couldn't understand is how how they remembered all of those lines because oh, it's absolutely. basically almost three hours of just raps the whole I mean, time. And it's like in- incredible. I don't even know how they memorized
0: all those lines. It just comes naturally, honestly. Cause, but you got to think about it. I guess the way a Broadway production runs off the top of my head, they probably have like a solid month to get through that entire script and be off book, Mm -hmm. which in traditional theater for professionals, that's ridiculously quick. We couldn't do that in high school. No, 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 not even a chance. You get nearly at least like two and a half months, at least. But the ill of the Broadway actors, because of course, even down to like the small backup people, everybody's got it down like that they're on top of it is the only thing they do is the only thing they listen to to get prepared for their roles
1: well i I will say about this about like broadway it's like the one thing i i do like about that more so now than i used to and again this was all thanks to this filming class this or this uh filmmaking class was the the improv that you that you can do um not necessarily going free open about stuff but like you know, like a the to the or the to the or um, certain words that mean the same thing, but but you can interlace them that and it sounds nice. And as long as you're meaning the same thing, that's okay. Versus like, you know, I watched a real movie production go when I was in Washington. They had a movie uh, in Seattle. It was just a small like indie film, and you know they they messed up one word and the director was called cut and the ad walked over and talked to him. And they redid it and they shot that whole scene over again because he didn't say one word and but then looking at you know musicals now it's stage performing in general um you know the the flow that they have to go with it's a it's a lot more national i feel like you get you get real real acting from that and real passion through that versus the whole like oh nope you didn't say that word right gotta shoot again you know Mm -hmm. like that that's what i do respect about stage work and musicals like that
2: oh yeah no i always have and will always live by this is that Actors who are in plays and musicals have it a lot harder than TV actors and movie actors mm-hmm. because you have those chances in TV and movies to redo those scenes if you mess it up.
1: Yeah.
2: In theater, it is live. You're in front of thousands of people and you just have to go with it. I will never forget my opening night, of my senior year of musical. I was Cat in the Hat, and it's... I completely forgot like a whole paragraph of a monologue and I Oof. just like... Mm-hmm. Improved my way through it, and <laughs> I remembered my last line, so that way my JoJo knew where to pick up from. And she was like, "We are on it." So, got I, it. Having that chemistry on stage is very important. Yeah. Um. But also memorizing your lines is very important. But <laughs> it was opening night. It was my senior year. I was already in tears like an hour before show, and yeah. you know, at makeup crews like, "Stop! You're ruining your makeup." <laughs> I'm dry- like my makeup is a cat. So like, come on.
0: I vouch for this. I am the makeup crew. I was the stage manager my senior year.
2: <laughs>
0: Let me so, tell you, do with freshmen? Oh no, no, no never again. Uh, because I, there was food involved in this production.
2: I could totally see you making a freshman cry, though. I made a freshman cry because they I had a quick change in susicle and they thought they were being um helpful by moving one of my props to my entrance point Oops. At, off my table. Oh. And they didn't tell me that they were doing that. And so in middle of dress rehearsal, I had to call a cut and like my mics on because they, it was like literally four bars of music for me to change. So they're like, Will's quiet. We're not going to mute his mic. Like it's totally fine. So I just hurried up, changed costume (laughs) and there were a lot of words that were inappropriate that were thrown out on stage with my mic on because I'm like, where's my prop? <laughs> You're like, where the fuck is my prop? Absolutely. <laughs> Who like, put this shit somewhere else? Oh, I, I went off. I was like, we do not touch other actors' props. If it, It's not on the table, and it's not labeled with your name. You do not touch it. And this freshman came up to me afterwards, <laughs> and they go, I was just trying to make your change a lot easier for you to get back on stage so much easier. I'm like, okay, the intent was good, but But. (laughs) never do that again.
0: That is the cardinal sin of anything as an actor and stage manager. Oh my God, I enforced this through the freshmen's heads. Anytime a prop goes missing, you like literally shit your pants, fucking panic. Where the hell is the prop?
2: Oh, absolutely. As an actor, if my prop is missing and I'm not the one who touched it, I have issues. Or if a costume piece is not where I (laughs) left it, I'm I'm all over somebody. I have a <laughs> personal
0: experience from this that perfectly relates to this. So we ran Alice in Wonderland. I forget what version it was for the fall production. And part of the catch of this was um, we had a bunch of card costumes, correct? Mm-hmm. Well, two of the uh, children listening to the story from the of telling of the story were supposed to change in the card costumes. Well, lo and behold, because we had a stupid amount of card costumes, everybody had a specific card. It's a whole thing these two costumes went missing and I'm running on a very watered down stage crew. I have five people oh, no. Yikes. trying to like get everything running and I get, one of them tells me is like, where's our carcass? I system? like, You're what? It's missing? It's not there? Spam the ever-living shit out of all their phones saying, all five of you now, find me these two damn spade two and three spade costumes right now or I'm going to literally flip my shit.
3: Mm-hmm
0: found an eighth grader, had been the one to move the costumes. I. Oh. Is it bad to make a 14-year-old cry?
2: No, no, I've no. done it, I've done it.
0: Because this, this wasn't rehearsal, this was a live show.
2: Oh, then it, it's even more just yeah. on
0: the clock, as in, if we don't find this costume soon, uh-oh.
2: I've made
1: a 14-year-old cry, but I also called him a fuckhead, so he was like... <laughs> i <I'm laughs> crying because I called him a fuckhead. I,
0: I forever love, I had a wonderful theater teacher during my four years, May I used to write for Conan, so language was always off the table as soon as shows got to tech week.
2: Yeah, oh, like
0: whatever needs to be said, make sure they fucking hear it.
1: Mm-hmm. I feel that. So go go back to Cats when you're talking about Cats and Hat.
2: What's your thoughts on uh, Cats? Cats is it, no the, the movie. The movie? Yeah, not the musical. The, the movie. The movie. The musical are both a disgrace. <laughs> absolute disgrace to me. Wait, music you horror. hate the musical? Huh?
0: You hate the musical?
2: Absolutely. The only saving grace of that production is Andrew Lloyd Webber composed the music to it. That is the only saving grace. Storyline, no. Absolutely not. It is a disgrace to musical theater history. It should never be studied. It should be forgotten. I'll never forget James Corden in that. that. And I am so tired of every hearing high school auditions and even those who are trying to audition to get into MT programs, musical theater programs in college, I'm tired of hearing memory. It's not that great of a song. Like, you, you listen to it a couple times, you're like, oh, that's beautiful, teary-eyed, great. But after you hear it for the 600th time, because everybody wants every soprano wants to use it as an audition song, <laughs> absolutely not. I literally, I literally was, I turned off
1: Cats within 15 minutes because I was scarred from, from the movie. Like, I, I was,
2: was never. Was
0: I really still want to see the rumored cut where supposedly all the buttholes are still in that cut. <laughs> i, heard of, it. I, I heard of that rumor cut to exist but for some reason they wanted all the buttholes removed
1: i also heard there was a cut of action of endgame like a real cut out there that they film of ant-man actually going up thanos's butt <laughs> uh, that that has been thrown <laughs> yeah. around that That's is all hope no that that has been thrown around in like deep dark like film production like mm. facebook like it, it, I want to see oh that one
0: gosh. Bro, that would have made that movie rated R very quickly.
1: Dude, I mean, they might as well make the rest of the MCU rated R, Deadpool's rated R.
0: Come oh, yeah, on. but that's it. Deadpool, that's it.
1: Yeah, but so, okay, imagine, though.
0: Disney, Disney ain't touching him yet. Okay. Imagine,
1: imagine Iron Man. What the fuck are you doing, Steve?
0: No, 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 no. Here's, here's how I imagine Deadpool being in a PG-13 version. Huh? He, Because you know Deadpool loves breaking his fourth wall. He's yeah. waiting for the perfect moment to use that one F word allowed in every PG-13 movie out of nowhere, something like Tom Holland says it as Spider-Man and he just stops the entire movie and says, just rants about waiting for his one perfect moment to use that line, but some stupid kid has to come out of nowhere and ruin his entire moment.
1: I could totally see that. I'm, are you fucking kidding me? I've waited this whole movie yeah. to use that.
0: I, could see now that. I can't say it because otherwise we're going to be rated R and suddenly this, Disney's going to be upset and the mouse is going to come from upstairs and come beat us all.
2: I could totally... I could <laughs> That was the thing with Hamilton is that they had to, there's three, I'm pretty sure it's only three F-bombs used in the in the musical. And yeah. it's not, it's explicit content if you listen to the album yeah. and perform live. So, but Disney allowed them to have one in the filmed production. And the one that they used is not the correct one. I'm so mad about oh. it because it's like, It, when he, um, it is, we're getting ready to go into the Reynolds pamphlet about how he's talking about how he cheated on Eliza. And uh, Thomas Jefferson goes, fuck. And like, doesn't even really say it, but that's the one that they had or but there's a line in Washington on your side. It's uh seven democratic motherfucking republicans or seven motherfucking democratic republicans, and it's like the best line in that whole song. And they didn't and they had to bleep it out. Say if you if you I say it, it fast me, enough, you don't even Oh no, it's not that fast. Okay, never you, can, you, know. <laughs> you know what you gotta say. <laughs> you know. <laughs> never mind. I'm um, no. mad at that. That's... I'm like, can we just make it rated right R? I mean Disney, you can have it. Like, yeah, and nobody's gonna care. I mean, because Disney
1: whatsoever. owns Twentieth Century Fox, so therefore, Deadpool is now in Disney. Right. And they made Deadpool two when Disney was already merged with them, so it's like.
0: Yeah, but at that point, it was done and said. Like it was just post production at that point.
1: Yeah, I will say this though. I being back on Disney Plus, watching all those old Disney movies. Like I watched. Do you remember Dinosaurs? Yes. Yes. I was watching Dinosaurs. And oh my gosh, the sexual innuendos in that movie would not fly in a
2: Disney movie today. Oh, absolutely. Not even in the old, like, Disney, like, movies, like, Hercules, Little Mermaid. No. Like, you start catching, Lion King, you start catching them. Oh, yeah. And you're like, why was I allowed to watch
1: this like like Like, <laughs> Nala like and, um.
0: oh my god, what's his name? Can you feel the love tonight? Yeah, we know what that love was. Yeah, exactly. Right, exactly. we know
1: exactly what that was. What's his name? Oh my gosh, the... the- the lion, the Simba? lion. Oh my god! <laughs>
2: oh my god!
1: <laughs> Simba and Nala. I don't know why I remember
0: that. They- out here shaking his head. He's been silent, just watching all this happen.
1: Yeah, Nala, Nala, and Simba. I know who
0: Simba is. Come on. When they're
1: wrestling out, when they're wrestling out in the field, yeah, you know.
0: Yeah, that's what Timon and Pumbaa were watching.
1: I have definitely been wrestling a couple of times, so it's
3: like. Dude, it's the same thing with SpongeBob. Like, oh, I watched those,
1: my Favorite man.
3: I-, I watched some of those, and I'm like. Dude, you know, those all like, little things like little innuendos and stuff?
0: Yo, especially the so. episode that was based around cursing. Yes. Bob and Yo, Patrick.
1: Do you remember that? <laughs> oh,
0: yes. Yes.
2: I started figuring out the words that they used. One show that had me absolutely fucked up and why I was allowed to watch it as a child was Courage the Cowardly. Dog. Yeah, yeah. Like, why was to, I allowed? You would have to be on acid to understand that <laughs> show. Look, <laughs> I started rewatching it now as a 22-year-old. And I'm like, I, I literally approached my parents. I'm like, why did you think this was OK for me? But like, also, yeah. I still find that same shit funny. So 100%. I mean, like.
0: Uh, a lot of messed up children show endings.
2: Adventure Time.
0: Adventure Time.
1: That, that's a good. Rocco's oh.
0: Modern Life has a messed up ending. What? Rocco's Modern Life.
1: Yeah. Um. Oh. Oh my gosh. Um. Regular show. Oh yeah, that's a good. No, oh, that's I hype.
0: love the regular show. That's
1: hype. That that's, yeah, that's
0: great. That was a no. That's a good ending.
1: Morde- Mordecai and Rigby. Yeah, dude. Pops. Yeah. Uh, Adventure Time's got some really, really uh, raunchy things in there. Like they were talking about uh, Finn's the main character, mm-hmm. with his talking dog. Jake the dog, Finn the human, right? And they're talking about Princess uh, Bubblegum. And he's like, he's like, step one is smooch. Then you may get to step eight. No, no. Step four where you hold hands. Then step eight is when you can feel all 15 feet of her stomach. And then maybe if you get up to step 10, you do a little blam blam. What about step 15? You never do step 15. And step 15 was premarital sex. Oh, no. (laughs) I was like, why was I allowed to watch this at 11 and
0: 12? You know what? They think, oh, it's on the Children's Network. But, this is meant for the kids. To be fair, though, I was also watching
2: How I Met Your Mother at the same time. So I was like, parents, parents. I mean, I was watching quick. Criminal Minds from like age 10. So. Oh, oh. Criminal Minds is great. <laughs> I don't
1: um, like Criminal Minds. How I Met Your Mother, like, there's a lot of people who are like, oh, this is such a bad show. I don't know what it is, but I like that show a lot. Now, I understand that Ted's a simp Completely get it. Barney's uh my idol. Totally get it. Legend um, it. Dairy. <laughs> Legend. I hope you're not lactose intolerant, because the second part is Dairy. Uh and then and then Marshall and Lily, everyone has a couple like Marshall and Lily, Braden and Sam. Um, <clears throat> just saying. Just saying. You know, so like I, I gravitated towards that show and everyone's like, it's just a rip off from friends. I'm like, but it's it's modern day friends, like Joey. Everyone just assumed Joey was a player. Everyone knew Barney was a horn dog and yeah. definitely had a bunch of sexual assault charges put up against him, for sure. Oh, you absolutely. know, like there, it was just it was different times. You know, it's like I, I don't know. I'm a big High Met Your Mother" fan, and I guess that's also why I really like movies like St. Up Fire," "Breakfast Club," because it's a mm-hmm. it's those kind for of Barney
0: without the charges. I'm not about the charges. I'm just about Bar- I think you're Barney. Barney without the charges.
1: Oh, Barney without the charges? It's just not the same.
0: This is also true. <laughs> it's just,
1: you know? It's not it's the same. Story, not- the storyline has
0: changed. The storyline has changed. <laughs> it's it's like, true.
1: It's like, you know, like Mad Men. You know, that was back in the 50s. Like, when it was okay to fuck your secretaries, you know? Now, today, it's frowned upon. I get it. I get <laughs> it. I'm just saying. But I I understood where they were coming from with Mad Men. I, I could get it. You know,
0: nowadays you're moved to a side news role. Matt Lauer,
1: that, exactly. That <laughs>
0: he's is so that, exactly. He's still employed. He's just not on today anymore.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Well, and so it's like you know, <laughs> like a couple months ago, um, one of the uh, one of the, the secret or state State Department guys got fired because he was using his like um his assistant to go run his errands and stuff like that. <laughs> and I was sitting there and we were watching it. My dad's like, man, what an idiot. I was like, I know, you use your secretary for that. <laughs> He's like, You can't say that anymore. I'm like, Oh yeah, you're right. But to be fair, I just got one just got done watching Mad Men. So I was like, okay, like that's a great show. Another great show. All right, as we're talking about movies and stuff, Ron, what's 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 your genre
0: pick? I mean, my my I have a very wide variance, but if I'd put some movies in like top tier, these must be watched nineteen seventeen, which came out uh last year. Yeah, uh, did it come out at the beginning of this year? Like, yeah. uh, right at the end of the last
1: uh, twenty. Ooh. I, I just, great movie, great movie. Like overrated,
0: overrated as fuck. Dude.
1: You've never taken a film class. You've never been a
0: production. Nineteen Seventeen okay. is one of the most unique films I've ever seen. Have you seen? Okay,
3: it? I like I like the um, cinematography. It's amazing cinematography, but the storyline is like blah.
2: No, no, that
0: is like straight out of World War I. You would literally was, send a guy or two to go run and tell an entire army something, and if he dies, well, they were screwed.
1: But that was a real story about that, that yeah. man's grandfather. Like, that was a real story that
0: happened. Really? Yeah. yeah that that was, that's they, said they the, got messages in World War I? You literally sent one or two guys to go run a message across the battlefield.
1: They, they said at the end of the movie
0: that mm, the story was, story was based
1: upon the producer's grandfather. And uh, he wrote the story, the story about World War I afterwards.
3: Mm, I, mean, I didn't know it's a true story, honestly.
0: Oh, runner was one of the most dangerous jobs you could have in World War I. Yeah, so, I guess it
3: kind of changes my opinion now that I know it's a true story.
1: Well, so, so we're talking That's about, about hasn't seen it. So 1917 is about two guys where they go and they try to relay a message across enemy lines to where the new British line is to tell them to stop the assault. Okay. right but the the enemy lines in front of them all the germans left and everyone was like oh this, we're just going to push through this is our chance to go push through the war it's early night it's spring of 1917 so getting close to the end of the war the americans were going to be there in that that fall so they were th- this they thought this was their chance to push but the germans retreated their lines and waited for the end for the allied assault to wipe out the force and then come take back all the stuff that they did. Mm-hmm. Well, intelligence figured that out, but they couldn't get the message to the front line for the assault, and it was going to be 3,000 troops assaulting in an open field. <laughs> yeah. Okay. A, a half a mile of open field. That's fine. Yeah, right? So these two guys, one of them whose brother was in that unit, he was an officer in that unit. So him and, and one of his buddies were got, got dispatched this, and they're like, only you two need to go. So they had to rush across. I forgot – how many miles or kilometers of a terrain to get to them before the assault the next morning. So uh, one, of the, one of the guys ended up getting killed on the mission. Well, the it's the guy,
0: one who has the brother on the front line. He dies.
1: Yeah, yeah, he dies. So mm-hmm. then the one – so the other guy who's with him finally gets the message to the general or the colonel and says, hey, we need to stop the assault. So the assault already started. The first wave went. but They stopped the second third wave. So And then they waited for the rest to come back in and uh and so then the dude got the message to the colonel he got the message as rather like hey your brother's dead but you know he was he trying to save your life blah blah blah, blah and it ended but which th- that happened all the time in the war but what made this movie so like you know publicized and and you know all these awards that they wanted to give it and and you know, voting for it was the whole movie was all filmed in one shots like the, the entire movie has two cuts oh wow one cut you can't even see it like, you don't even know it's a cut until you watch like, like they, have a YouTube, they have a YouTube video talking about how they did it it's like a 30 minute video then the second cut is, um, is a noticeable one because it goes to black uh-huh. but that is the only two cuts in the whole movie and it's a 2 hour and thir- 15 minute give or take movie mm. so that whole time it's just one shot so the whole time, you're, you feel like you're in it and you feel the same pressure that they have, the anxiety, the, the stress of it, especially when they go down from the trenches inside to like where they built in the barracks within the trenches and stuff like that. And it's all dark and it's, you only have like, you can only see like maybe a foot in front of you. Like it, it's just, it, from a production standpoint, it was an amazing movie. And I was like, oh my God, this was like, the whole movie pretty much, you've, it was just one run you didn't feel like you had any time to breathe except for that one part where it fades to black. Wow. And then the second cut, you don't, even, you don't even see it. But it is just a split second between when they walk in from the trench on the outside, inside and turning the light on.
3: Okay. Like it
1: is literally a snap, oh. right? So that's what made it give you know, all these awards and stuff, especially for it being a true story about him just doing his job. In the movie, he started the same way it ended, of him laying against a tree. Yeah, it's definitely worth a view. Like, I'm here for it. Exactly, right? Solid movie. 10 out of 10 would recommend. Mm. Yes. I'm here for it.
0: Now, that's like my war movie where you put in that top five. Now, some other ones, I'm kind of cheesy on some good old action movies because, you know, well, Tom Cruise and Top Gun and Days of Thunder is <laughs> second to none. Days of Thunder. Days of Thunder, baby. Cold trickle.
1: <laughs> oh i know how this works take are you gonna take clothes off now or later <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one Days
0: of is a solid movie
1: what, what would be so what's your like what's your one genre that is kind of like your own like um so what i'm looking for a uh, guilty pleasure genre like the one where you're like ooh.
0: guilty pleasure of something like i shouldn't okay as in it's I can't resist watching it. Or it's like I definitely should not be watching it because it is awful.
1: No, no, no. Like the one where it's like, like it's it's your time to look at it. and You watch it your way, and you're like, I can't show anyone else this because this is <laughs> this is mine. Like this is mine. No one else's.
0: Oh, in terms of ones I don't want people watching me, I was like, if you give me a really, really bad comedy that should not exist, like it's awful, it's offensive. This is a horrible movie. Plotline's awful. The characters are awful. Like as I
1: It's a trade book, but you can't turn it off.
0: <laughs> yeah. I think without a doubt, my favorite falling under that genre is the Netflix special and the start of Adam Sandler's downfall on Netflix is the ridiculous six. I didn't watch that. It is Oh yeah, I know what you're talking about. It's horribly offensive, it's <laughs> stereotypical, <laughs> it's really bad, and it has like He's every a- Western stereotype just jammed in. Adam Sandler is a Native American which already tells you how awful this is.
1: And he speaks in like oh, the no. old like I. Oh, no. And he speaks speaks like that. No, Plus, I West three I, days. No, like Kanto talks like Kanto.
0: I'm I'm pulling up the cast list, but like the essentially the premise is six brothers, they all share the same father, have to go save their dad, who uh. Happen- is going to get killed if they don't find this whatever get enough money to free him and it's Adam Sandler who is the Native American Terry Crews for the one who's the black guy oh, oh
1: and, and, and in the movie after they find him he goes guys I gotta tell you something I'm black and all of them are like <laughs> all, all, of, all of them stop and they're like "No." all of, all of them stop and they're like oh, I'm so sorry man Like, no. we, we still love you like they, they have bigger bugs. It's <laughs> like a coming out story. <laughs> it literally was. He's, he's like, he's like, guys, before we continue. And he sat there grabbing his fingers too. And he's like, I am, no, I'm black. <laughs> it's my favorite scene in the whole movie,
0: though. There's still even worse ones. George Garcia is a, not mute, but only bumbling moonshiner Freak that only wears like animal skins. But he looks Taylor Mongolian. He's a dumb redneck. <laughs> he looks Mongolian. Taylor Lautner is the dumb redneck. Oh yeah. Rob Schneider is a Mexican. <laughs> With the donkey, the donkey burrito, the donkey. He's literally called. Is he? And I think he just calls him burro. No,
1: no, it, it's it's burrito. He, it burrito. he he calls it. He calls my burro burrito.
0: <laughs> and then Luke, burrito has
1: explosive diarrhea. Oh no.
0: And then I forget what the archetype of Luke Luke Wilson's brother, the last one is. Oh, oh,
1: Wilson's brother.
0: Luke Wilson's the last one. I forget what it, like his stereotype is.
1: He he's he's um he's a shooter who has Tourette's. No no uh, Parkinson's. <laughs> he's supposed to be a western shooter, but he's got Parkinson's. So oh, no. when he pulls it, he's like drop. <laughs> Looking like Michael J. Fox. Oh
2: God! Oh no. Why does that exist? I <laughs> would be pretty
0: funny. It's, actually- I think call, it's a zero percent on Rotten Tomatoes. It is absolutely awful, despicable. You should not enjoy it. But for some reason, I find it so awful. I love it.
1: <laughs> oh, it's such a no. It's a great movie. It really is, and especially the the mute brother. He just he just
0: has awful- <laughs> He talks like that.
1: <laughs> That's how he talks—just mumbles and
0: and grumbles. Plus, there's just bad lines like when they're robbing one town, where the setup is Taylor Lautner's getting hanged because he decided to try and motorboat the mayor's wife.
2: Wow. Okay.
0: And the scene plays out: Taylor Lautner goes up to the town sheriff/slash mayor's like, "Where's the nearest sheriff's office?" He's like, son, this is the West. There is no law, so he's like, "It's okay if I do this," and proceeds to motorboat the dude's wife which immediately puts him on hanging. And, of course, whole town wants to see the dude hang. Oh,
2: absolutely. So, well, that's
0: happening. First time? <laughs>
2: <You're> right.
1: <laughs>
0: they're, they're robbing everything. And so, you know, it picks up all the stereotypes. Like, uh, Frick, our mute is stealing the hookers. And, of course, the rest of them telling put the hookers back. Oh. And, all, and all of this Taylor Lautner is hanging, and you think he'd be dead, but he's like, oh, this is fun! call <laughs> it a flopping fish! While well, he's hanging from the noose. <laughs> and he just starts swinging. It's like, shoot, the son of a bitch! And he's, they just can't hit him. And then to course more stereotypes, Adam Sandler, to free him from the hanging as they're riding up the town, uses his magical Native American powers to throw a perfectly through knife throw to unhook him from the noose.
1: Literally what he does, he's like, and he goes, like, perfectly. <laughs> he, just, he just stands there and looks at it. It's like, and it's super close up, like the spaghetti western close up. He's, like, looking, like, all weird and stuff. He oh looks God. like Ben Stiller out of Zoolander. He's like...
0: <laughs> Everything about it's offensive, but I just love it to death.
1: No, it's great. You know, I- I'll say this. Unpopular opinion. Adam Sandler is the smartest comic of our time. Think about it.
0: Um, I don't well, know about think,
1: that. Think about it, because he makes these kind of comedies... And people watch them because they're so bad, but they can't turn it off because they're like a, it's like a train wreck. You just can't look
2: away. See, I would argue that that was Will Ferrell with Talladega Nights. I mean, people enjoy that one. I I do. Train wreck from the get go. But I'm here for hey, it. Hey, that's my family, I though. Can't. So for me, it's like I got, I got, a, I got, a, I got an uncle who prays to baby Jesus. Right.
1: <laughs> I got, I got cousins who will literally bite me. I'm not even exaggerating. I have cousins who bite. You oh, know. But it's just, it, it, but Will Ferrell those had success, a that. lot. And th- when when people
2: say Adam Sandler, it's a, it's a joke. But when people are like Will Ferrell, they're like, listen, I feel like people take Adam Sandler serious because he's had quite a few great movies, like Happy Gilmore, a Billy Madison, and Waterboy, even the Grown Ups. Like- yeah. Oh, Uncut Jumps. That's a I've not seen Uncut Gems. I don't know how I feel about it just because off of the previews. I don't know how I feel about it. I don't know if I would watch it.
1: I will say this. it You, you have to watch it just because it's it's so off-typecasted where you're like, wow. But it is, it is kind of hard to watch it the first time because you're trying to understand it. Um, so it's set in the early 2010s. He's got an iPhone 4, right? Okay. Well, I didn't. I didn't get that off the back. This is based on a real story. That's I've heard, I didn't. Yeah, yeah, I didn't know. But it's a and it actually is. Um, you know, they, they had at a certain time when. Um, oh my gosh, Kevin Garnett was still in the NBA, and when he was in New York playing. So this oh. this transpires. But the thing you have to remember though is like when you're watching it, like the camera work is so good where you feel you literally feel anxiety and stress watching it because it's supposed to keep you in that guy's in Adam Sandler's character's shoes, So it's very good from the, from a cinematographer and like directorial and, and production like side. The first watch is very hard. And even me, I was like, wow, like that was a really hard movie to watch. But then when I watched it the second time, I was like, okay, like, obviously I'm not going to like watch it again or like, just, Oh yeah, let's put this on. This, this is like a, a movie watch every Every so often, mm-hmm. but then it's like you learn something different every time you watch it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So But I get what you're saying about Adam Sandler though, being more of a of a known actor and serious actor because he had big hits. Will ferrell was all about, you know, dick jokes.
2: Oh absolutely. Stepbrothers. Abs yes. If you touch my drums, I'm stab you in the neck with a knife. Oh yeah. There's so much room for activities.
1: Why are you sweating? I was watching cops. Cops doesn't come on until four. Guess, uh that's a great one. What about you, Braden? What what kind of movies are you into?
3: Lately I've gotten uh really into like psychological thrillers. Like um
0: example, I need a little definition there. Saw or
3: so like no, well that could yeah, that could probably fall into it, but like have you guys ever seen Midsummer? No. Like, or um get out
1: get out get out's
2: a great movie
3: yeah get out it's kind of like it's it's almost like it is a horror movie but it's not like all the blood and gore and like jump scares type of thing it's more of like when you're watching a movie and it's just really weird stuff that like creeps you out but it's not like
1: like the sounds and, and and the visual effects
3: yeah not 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 so much even like the visual effects or the sounds but the sounds do play, play a role in it but just like the things that happen like when you look at Get Out like just how it's like you could almost see that like happening in real life you know what I mean because they're like normal people doing it and so it's like it just freaks you out that that is a possibility that somebody could like do that you know what I mean Like stuff like that. Like Midsummer is a really good example. You got, I definitely recommend you watch it. Um, But I won't spoil anything. But basically, the Midsummer um, is like a, it's like a tradition that they do in Sweden. Um, Every, I'm not sure if it's every year, but there's like a certain week. Which
1: movie you're talking about?
3: You know what I'm talking
1: about? I yeah, I haven't seen it, but everyone who's watched it, it's like. It's crazy mm-hmm. here. Maybe you'll know what I'm talking about if you see some of the pictures. That's from the movie. But yeah. that's actually but that's a it's a oh, real yeah. but it's a real thing though. Right.
3: Right. It's a real thing they do, but like the stuff that they portray in the movie isn't like hundred percent accurate. But yeah. basically like these guys go to Sweden, they're like college kids and then they get wrapped up in like these ancient traditions that um these Swedish people do and like it's almost like there's like a ethno state of like all people of the same like race there and they get sucked into it and it's like really weird. And I thought it was cool because most horror movies are like set in dark places and they use like the dark and like the mystery of like the dark to scare you. But in Midsummer, it's like the opposite. It's like the horror is like in the sunlight and in it's you know what i mean so it's like
1: open so therefore it's even more scary because like usually when when the daylight comes whatever scary is gone but when it's
0: in the open
1: it's like yeah Yeah. i remember when that movie came out i was in sweden and i heard about this movie and how crazy it was and how it was based upon the real Mm -hmm. festival obviously not 100 percent, but it was based in it so then when i heard Hey, we're going to this thing called Midsummer. I was like, no. No, thank you. No, thank <laughs> you. I. No, How
0: thank you. thought of a Shakespeare play.
3: Yeah, not after you, Wait, Shakespeare play?
0: What? Midsummer nights. I thought I heard Midsummer. I was like, that's probably what you thought of.
2: That's where my um, that's again, theater. Yeah, that's where I where went.
0: went yeah, uh,
2: Midsummer's Night Dream.
3: Speaking of uh speaking of plays, um for Civ, we learned a lot about certain plays. Um have, you, have any of you guys seen Edward II by nope. Marlowe?
2: I've heard of it. I've heard no. of it. I've not seen it, but yeah.
1: I've heard of it. On. The one play, uh, speaking of the plays, after you said that, the one play I do want to watch more than anything is um, Macbeth.
3: Yes. It's Dude, Macbeth. One, Macbeth is the best. Mus- it's my favorite musical ever. Well, not musical, I guess. Play, but
2: not musical. <laughs> and that is a forbidden word. <laughs> he was about to theater. fight you. He
3: was no, I, a... I know, I know, I know. I just got a little carried the... away.
2: That is the question. Macbeth is a forbidden word in theater terms, like because it, it's rumored that if somebody says it, your production will go horribly wrong. Ooh. So we never say that. It's referred to as the M word. Ah, so yeah. I want to
1: see because they do Macbeth at the Shakespeare Theater in London.
2: Mm-hmm. I do want to see them do it because I heard it's really good. The one thing I missed on this year is in St. Louis, we have a thing called Shakespeare in the Park. And so we have F- Forest Park, which is like multiple city blocks. And they um, they just do for like a week all sorts of Shakespeare plays. And it's just all these different troops coming in to do these. And I, I'm missing that this year because obviously COVID canceled all that. But... Um, no, I actually enjoy when they do Shakespeare in the Park. Like, absolutely. Goal of mine is to see Phantom of the Opera in London because this theater is built for the musical. Oh, like that's what I want. <laughs> that's more than anything in my life. That is a bucket list item. That'd be cool. You know what I
1: think is an underrated Shakespeare play? Mm-hmm. Othello. I re- I really do think yes. I watched I watched the movie because they had a movie. Mm-hmm. I watched the movie, then I read the play, and I was like. the story is actually pretty cool it was super ahead of its time oh absolutely like a hundred percent ahead of its time we're talking about interracial couples and stuff like that I was like yeah
0: Shakespeare was always ahead of the curve I give him that
1: he was was it Shakespeare or was it the the person who wrote the plays who Remember, you know the whole thing going on where it's like Shakespeare was the person, but then somebody else wrote all the plays and all that. i
0: get that conspiracy. I've heard, I've out. heard of that.
3: Yeah, you know, yeah so it's a
1: conspiracy. It's a conspiracy. They actually made a movie about it. Um, that somebody wrote all the plays, but Shakespeare took all the credit. Like, okay, I, I'm not. I'm not saying if it's <laughs> real or not. I mean, I mean anybody could have portrayed to bit to been him
2: mm-hmm.
1: after a while so like you know theoretically speaking who we know as shakespeare today couldn't be could or could not be the real shakespeare but what i'm saying is the movie and the theory is some dude wrote all this stuff right wrote all these plays and the guy who is shakespeare today took credit for it calling himself shakespeare you know that's the theory anyways and it's obviously not like a super like crazy one nor is it really backed by any evidence it's just a thought that people talk about you know kind of like the the whole idea of the of Steve Jobs not really being the person who created the first Apple, oh, right. you know they always say, oh, it's it's his partner that he worked with. Well, yes and no, they both made it together. Steve Jobs is just an ass who was like, fuck you, I'm going to take this now. Right. You know, which, yeah, take take it how you want. So it, it's you know, it's interesting to think about that kind of stuff. You know, conspiracy mm-hmm. theories way back then. <laughs> <laughs> you know, right. well, I mean, we were a tinfoil hat though. So. Who wore wooden hats back then, I guess. I don't know. So the witches couldn't get in it. <laughs> I don't
3: know.
1: It's interesting. Mo- movies are great. It's, it's such a great way to get away from reality and stuff. You know? I, I, you know, the one thing I noticed, you know, m- watching movies now, every movies in the 80s was set in Chicago or around Chicago. Oh,
2: absolutely. Which
1: I was like, what? Like, I was watching The Princess Bride last night. Because that's such a great movie yes and he's t- he's reading the story to his grandson he's wearing a Bears jersey so mm-hmm. they have to be within the Illinois area Absolutely. in order to be Bears fans I just think it's so interesting that the 80s was all about Chicago the 90s was all about New York now it's all about LA like it's just <laughs> so interesting to watch the progression of like where's it's LA or Florida true LA or Florida yeah but like I, it was just why Chicago though like I just I don't know it was a boom.
2: I mean, it still kind of is a booming city, but it was yeah. a booming city back
1: then. True. I mean, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, risky business. Um, yeah. The Breakfast Club was set outside of Chicago. Um, I don't remember where St. Namu's fire was set. I don't know. Well, it is. It's been about an hour, guys. I think I think we'll start wrapping this up. Um, Fletch, appreciate all your knowledge drop, bomb dropping of, <laughs> of musicals and whatnot.
2: Thank you for having
1: me. Yeah, no problem. Thank you for coming on. Well, uh, hope you guys enjoyed this one. Uh, we kind of went down a rabbit hole for a bit on musicals. Well, I really wasn't expecting that. I'm not even gonna lie. <laughs> I, just, I literally n- knew nothing the problem,
0: about it. man who specializes in music on the show. what do you think was going to happen?
1: I didn't expect it was going to drop down that rabbit hole. I enjoyed it though. <laughs> I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I'm always here for a good musical rabbit
0: hole. <laughs> I have people here who have spent expensive, extensive time with musicals.
1: I didn't know you spent any time with musicals, so I learned something about you. I
0: was a theater kid all of high school.
1: I, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know that band, choir, and theater was I. That explains why you're such a freak, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> and Fletch got that. <laughs> uh, no, in a good fan. way. In a good way. I'm saying you're a freak in a good way. In a good way, you know. Like, I don't see you sticking a food up your ass anytime soon. But I mean, like, <laughs> but I could, I could, I could see you doing something like. I know
0: if you saw me as a stage manager by the time senior year, because senior year of high school is everybody knows you ran out of shits to give about anything. The facts. So I would like to our new freshmen eighth graders who thought they were the hottest shit born superstars. I'm like, welcome to my fucking world. I will not deal with any of you. Mm-hmm. Nothing for any-
1: verbally assault
0: children. Yeah, yeah, Of course, I verbally assaulted them. That was my job. That that would. I'm like, I would do it, so the director doesn't have to. She wouldn't deal with it.
1: Look, I naturally gravitate towards people like this. <laughs> Me too. Like, <laughs> oh, on a quick unrelated note, uh, non-musical or anything in the sports world, I just got an update that the Braves lost to the Mets zero to one today. Oh. Mm. Wow. Mm. Looks like it's great to be a New York fan right now.
0: Almost had opening day. They did. I'm telling you, man, yeah. the MLB's not going to last with all that travel.
1: Uh, we'll find out, man. If they bust, it'll be okay. If they fly, it's a different story. That's
0: the thing. They're flying. Mm. Uh, I know. Um, You're not busting because they're staying, like, within their respective time zone-ish? Yeah. They're not busting guys like the Miami Marlins all the way to the Yankees. Uh, Orlando's busting up to New England and
1: to, to the Yankees and all that.
0: Orlando, what?
1: I know, Orlando, I'm sorry. The Orioles,
0: my apologies. Baltimore. Baltimore, okay. That's more reasonable, but like... Yeah. The Marlins or the Rays?
1: No, dude, send it back to the days of old when, when teams would bus everywhere, man. I think great team bonding.
0: Now, now, I understand they're pre-Madonna's and they don't want to be on a bus, but... Yeah, did you see the NBA players in the bubble? Except, like, they're calling Disney hotels a Motel 8.
1: Yeah, I know, right? That's the stupidest thing I've ever. Uh, LeBron James did say though. He goes, "This
0: is my." LeBron favorite. loves that life. He because he's has no media, no nothing. He's just enjoying peace. He's there to play basketball, and that's it.
1: Yeah, exactly. Speaking of basketball, uh, "The Last Dance" is now on Le- Netflix, and my God, this is a great documentary. I, I'm not a basketball fan in any way, but I am a big, I'm a big Scottie Pippen fan. So therefore, I watched it. It's great.
0: You have to watch it just for Dennis Rodman and Scotty Pittman.
1: Oh, dude, Dennis Rodman. I was
0: he, he's a special man.
2: So, being from Illinois area, Bulls fan, I don't do sports. <laughs> no, like not, not nothing?
0: I, I'm not even a little.
2: Go team? Go, go sports. Ball. <laughs> go team. That's <I>, <laughs> Sports ball? Yeah, go sports ball. Again. You're talking to the person who's studying music for their career. Like my, my apologies, I I don't have time. <laughs> I grew up. I grew up so
1: vested in in your team identity from your area. So it's like for me, it's like I'm just like oh, I mean, I follow the
2: Cardinals, I follow the Bears, and like that's it. Yeah, but you also live in St. Louis, though, so it's like we got to mix bag of like everything. I'm excited yeah. for Major League Soccer to start. Like I'm here for that. I have heard.
0: follow yeah.
3: that. So Rip,
0: I- FC Dallas. Yeah. Oh my gosh, they did not last long with COVID. <laughs> As we're talking about new teams, Seattle got a new hockey
1: team called the Kraken.
3: Yeah, I'm,
1: I am I actually saw the jerseys for them. I, was,
0: I, I showed you those jerseys. Those are beautiful.
2: Man, if the, NFL, I, if the NHL didn't start again, the Blues would still be Stanley Cup winners again. I know. <laughs> I remember watching because
1: I'm a big Bruins fan. So when I watched that game, that was, was a hard I, game. I bartended that night
2: and I was like, oh, it's that was a hard game to watch insane like there was a point that people just stopped ordering drinks and i was able just to turn around and watch the tv just to like watch this happen i cried i'm not gonna lie i cried when the Bruins lost. oh we were all cheering like we cried because we we're like we finally won in the first like first ever franchise history yeah Stanley Cup. it was a good moment oh, no. that
0: without a doubt the biggest turnaround in nhl history you were dead last in the league
2: oh yeah absolutely The so true right. underdog story it was great
1: it was actually really good you know i can't complain i'm um, I am a Bruins fan. We've Our last title was 2014. So,
0: Although that has me noticing trends. What is it with rookie goaltenders coming out of nowhere and suddenly stealing the league spotlight for finals? Because that's now three within like the past 20 years where they're just out of nowhere. Because yeah. we've had Jordan Biddington from the Blues. Mm-hmm. Up out of nowhere. Matt Murray. Mwah, what a savior. Love that man. Have this jersey. <laughs> and shoot, I forget. It's whatever the one who – Started in Carolina, came out as a rookie and won their cup in 06. I think it's Cam Ward.
1: Yeah, that sounds about right. I'll never get over the the fact that the, the Vegas Golden Knights came out of, came in and wrecked shit to the finals. Okay,
0: you had a bunch of guys with Chip on their shoulders. You had James Neal, hadn't been doing much. You had Flurry, Low-key felt like he was kind of dissed by the pens, not going to lie, because we chose Murray over him. You know? Yeah. When I probably felt a little betrayed. That's why I got his Golden Knights nice jersey. Can't wait to see who they're going to steal from my pens and make me buy a jersey.
1: Wait, hold on. On a side note, he lives in Louisiana, and he's a Pittsburgh Penguins fan. Mm. Yeah, right? Oh,
0: I'm on the team down here. That This is what I got. Also, we got the retro hat. He, he can choose a team that he wants, being, <laughs> from,
1: being from Louisiana, except for –
0: Yeah, yeah, but I, I, but I have been with him since I was a small child. It's not like some bandwagon shit. No, I'm not,
1: I'm not saying that. I'm just saying you you could pick whoever you want, but you know the one thing you can't pick is – Go Tigers, go Tigers, baby! Go Tigers!
0: I would not rather that die by that baby.
1: Culture, oh,
0: coach, uh, he he's the coach for LSU Tigers. Literally the most pure Cajun you've ever seen. Oh
1: yeah, so 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 like at the end of every interview, he's like, "Yep, yep, go Tigers." That that's it's
0: his Cajun accent. This man is born and bred Louisiana.
1: Go Tigers! <laughs> he cried at when when LSU won the national championship. He's like, oh, I can't believe it's Just you know, go Tigers. He oh, a, a was, nice. was a career turnaround <laughs> he was oh yeah uh, this man this man literally called me crying and he's like
0: we won, we won. <laughs> i don't remember half that night
1: yes you called me crying and you're like we won
0: I'm, like, <gasps> I'm aware it was in the room when he had to watch that happen oh yeah dude that was wild was like, right. Let's
2: let's end okay. on a good note. I cried
0: twice that season. I cried after the national championship, and I cried when we beat Bama. <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay, that was a very intense game. But you know, let's let us let us end on a good note for Ryan. You know, Gutagis, tigers. tigers, baby. This was episode three. Uh, again, thank you, Fletch. Thank you. And uh, we'll catch you guys in the next one. Uh, appreciate it.